What is going on everybody? Nick back for another episode of Bullet Point Fitness and today we are talking about the dark underbelly of online coaching. Uh, now there's going to be things that I tell you today that are going on in the background, uh, behind the curtain you might say, uh, in the online coaching scene. Uh, suffice it to say, uh, I'm going to share with you some insightful bits today about stuff that you, as, as a consumer of fitness, as opposed to a distributor of fitness, would never have previously been privy to. So I'm really, you know, peeling back the layers here and giving you guys some insight as to maybe what is going on in the background of that fitness influencer that you quite like that's slowly convincing you to click the link on bio to buy one of their programs, right? Uh, so that's what we will be talking about today. Let's get into it. So to get my point across effectively today, uh, I'm going to do so in the form of storytelling because, as I say, this is stuff that happened to me that I experienced. You may have heard me mention a couple of times on the podcast that back in the day I was an online fat loss coach. Now this was essentially the start of my career as a fitness coach. I just got qualified as a PT and back then it was lockdowns galore, gyms were closed and at the time it really seemed like the online route was the future. Uh, but I'd been given a crash course in how to be a good online coach, at least in my mind, by being the client. So this was a super important thing to have gone through so I could gain empathy uh, as to what anyone might be going through when they are the client. You know, when you've got all these goals uh, put upon you, you have this one individual who's checking in with you who wants to see you succeed. You don't want to let them down. All of this stuff. So that was that was a useful process, being the, the client of an online coach. Uh, and after more than a decade of researching fitness and fat loss and muscle growth, getting qualified as a PT, being super lucky and some very knowledgeable friends, I felt like I was ready to coach people. Uh, but the process of learning how to be a coach, an online coach no less, had just begun. And this kind of hit me like a brick wall. So it was all well and good knowing all that I knew and feeling confident training people, but what was a massive gaping hole at the time was my lack of know-how in business and marketing, marketing myself. Not to mention I am rubbish with social media. Anybody in my closer circles could probably tell you that. I do not have social media brain, uh, so I needed to find someone who could teach me how to use these tools effectively to build some kind of, some semblance of a business, let alone one that is even going to come close to generating a UK minimum wage for me. So I needed further guidance, niche guidance, uh, not just in uh, PT and fitness knowledge, but how to play the online game, how to play the algorithms. Uh, as you can tell from my follow account on Instagram, this is a game that I never completed. <laughs> But I'm going to get to what I experienced next in just a little bit. But I just want to segue quickly in the middle of the episode here and explain to you um, that you should be very wary of online coaches that have more than, say, 10 clients. 
I think the typical perception of online coaches that have hundreds of clients is, oh, they must be really good. They've got all these people. Uh, but actually, the opposite is true. Uh, if anything, they've just gotten very good at telling people what they want to hear and leading them down a sales funnel. Uh, that doesn't necessarily speak to their qualifications in fitness. And if anyone listening has ever had a halfway decent PT themselves, then they'll be familiar with the process that goes into individual care. There's a level of bespoke understanding on the PT's part that goes into making a program that is uniquely effective for any one individual. And I myself have started to struggle with the admin demands of onboarding, let's say, five new clients inside of a week. If I don't focus, I can confuse essential points of particular conversations with two different people, and that could then play into their programming, and boom, we've got ourselves a cock-up. So I have to be mega-organized, write everything down, and this is just for five people. There is a level of quality in coaching that just evaporates once a certain number of clients has been gone past. So let's say you're an influencer, you've just gone viral, and you have to onboard 50 new clients. Everything has to be this automated process. That's the only way you can, you can process all of that stuff. And so at that point, the personal touch is completely gone. Uh, they might do some group Zoom calls, and, and uh, if, if you're lucky, if they haven't gotten too big, where they'll get pe people beneath them to do the Zoom calls with you. Uh, but the truth is, if you're signing up to an online coach with hundreds of clients, they don't care about you. You're getting a copy and paste job that the last guy got, and their singular focus is making money. They've won the online game by telling people what they want to hear even if they themselves disagree with it as a fitness professional, because they know that they will make money out of those less well-informed. So this would be like me selling HIT programs that I don't, you know, I don't really agree with HIT. Um, but if I was someone like this, this avatar of this nefarious online coach, then I would say, well, that doesn't matter. It makes money. So I'm going to pretend to believe that it's a really good thing. And I will tell everyone that it's the next best thing since sliced bread. So my personal values and my professional beliefs are swept under the rug and sacrificed on the altar of money. So that's something to bear in mind with uh, quote-unquote hyper-successful online coaches, right? Because they will have run into these conundrums and they will have made certain decisions uh, that play into whether or not they're clean ethically. So let's get back to my story. So I, I signed up to what was supposed to be this elite level online coach training course. It was a super privileged position. There was only about 10 other people on the course at the time, and the marketing whizzes that they were, they succeeded in charging me, let's say, a high four-figure sum. Um, I maxed out my credit card, I took out a loan, uh, because they told me that I would make all of the money back after the training, as long as I worked hard. So I took that money with a smile, um, under the delusion that everything was going to be okay, because I was ready to work my ass off. Uh, I really wanted to make this work. But as we move through the story here, you will see that that would prove completely besides the point. And so in the end, the course was lots of talks on affirmations, building a vision board, and essentially how to harass as much of the world as possible through Facebook Messenger. And it was very tense and stressful. I still had a full-time job at the time, uh, and I was expected to send 500 Facebook messages a week to 
total strangers and attempt to get them onto a Zoom call where I would then schmooze them and essentially do the same uh, Jedi mind tricks that were done on me to get on the course uh, and essentially sell an average product. And for me, I'd only just qualified as a PT. I was below average, if you want to be honest about this, uh, for 10 times its worth. Uh, nothing more than Wolf of Wall Street f finagling. That's the word of the episode, isn't it? Finagling. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you Google that if you are curious. Uh, but the ethos of the people training us was very much, you know, fuck the people you're speaking to. They've got more money than you. You go get that money and put it in your pocket. Um, they were very unfeeling for the well-being of people that could have potentially been signing up with us. Uh, and they said, that's what's required to make money in this world. And they encouraged us to be uh, equally stony and unfeeling. And they even said that it was good if we made someone cry on a Zoom call because it meant that we'd gotten down to discussing the real shit and people were more likely to buy when in a high emotional state. Uh, and I saw that shit, you know? Um, someone was essentially made to cry uh, whilst parting with high three-figure sums. Um, and it, it works. That's the nefarious thing, you know? It works. Um, but blood on your hands, you know, it's, it's really quite horrible, isn't it? Um, so I was training with this team for about four months and I did everything they told me to, feeling like I wasn't being my authentic self the whole time. I felt kind of dirty. Um, I just, I just felt like I wasn't in the right place. And, uh, when you've spent that much money, you, you know, you, you make the best of it as best you can. But by the end of the four months, I had, uh, one, one scheduled meeting in the middle of the whole thing, and I had one at the end. And it turns out the one at the end uh, turned out to be a, a joint client, um, a guy and his girlfriend, uh, who both wanted to lose weight, and they they would actually generate themselves uh, the, some of the best results that I've ever seen in fat loss clients. Um, we had a really happy relationship, but I actually sold them using advice and knowledge from someone else that I bumped into online who actually was helping me out entirely free of charge. Um, we'll come back around to him in a little bit. But the ones on the course with me who were doing well were people who had been PTing for years and years. Uh, they were competition bodybuilders. They had a huge network of contacts. They had an existing email list that they could just use these people's copy and paste email system. Um, and obviously I just bloody started out. I didn't have all this stuff at my disposal. Uh, and so a good chunk of, of this course was it completely inaccessible to me. So I was just relegated to the Facebook messenger smashing. And to be honest, I, I don't think I should have been sold the course, but they didn't care about that, did they? They just wanted to get me through the door. They just wanted to get my money. Um, now, the ironic thing is this guy that I mentioned earlier on, uh, I'd been following this guy on Facebook for a while. I really liked him. He was doing like little update videos on how to ethically sell uh, fitness programs in a way that didn't make people uncomfortable uh, and he he taught about seeing the beauty and working together as a team to find a unique solution and uh, his help I, I would spend money on him eventually his help actually cost a tenth if that of the other course that I signed up on uh, yeah hindsight hindsight is indeed a bitch the main point of me telling you this story today guys is to remember 
that online coach in your DMs that's trying to chat you up or that Instagram personality that is slowly marketing to you so well that you've almost clicked the link in their bio, they might have been trained by these evil bastards. And for all of their charisma and flair and uh, viral posts and stuff online, it's not them, guys. They're They're just playing the game to go viral. All that matters is that you click the link in their bio and you pay whatever exorbitant amount of money it is to get some little piddly PDF, you know? And having trained with these people myself, I'm now able to see the ads that are still popping up in my social media, and I can see which ones have good intentions and which ones maybe not so much. And I can tell you the bad eggs, there's a lot more of them than the good eggs. They might have been taught that their financial success has got nothing to do with you winning the fitness game, as I was. Um, They might have been taught that everything is to do with winning the psychological warfare of getting you to open your wallet. And some of them are very good at it, uh, just like the ones that that got me. Uh, And they are making a fat wad of cash out of essentially learning how to dupe people. Uh, The course actually had nothing to do with fitness. You know, that course could have been advertised to literally any industry that involved selling things. Uh, Fitness was simply uh, another sales funnel for them. And like I said at the start, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good eggs out there, uh, like the one that I found afterwards. um, And his teachings on clear communication and ethical sales will stay with me forever. And I will always be grateful to him for that. But you know what the terrible thing is? The good eggs just don't do so well in business. The good eggs don't go viral on social media. Like me, for instance, I want to give you the facts and what is objectively and scientifically true. That's not the scientifically true things is not what people always want to hear. But the viral people, like I said earlier on, have gotten very good at saying what people want to hear and playing to existing biases. And so... My refusal to behave like that um, means that my online reach will always suffer for it. Uh, but I'd rather have my integrity than sell out and have blood on my hands. If I if I make lots of money, it's going to be because I've gotten there without there being blood on my hands. Ideally. That'll do it for today, guys. Uh, do you have various fitness personalities in your social media platforms that are wooing you to click the link in their bio? Well, perhaps after today's episode, you may choose to cast a freshly critical eye upon them.